0: but then again who asked me all right all right all right all right listen i know some of y'all may be like girl what what are we doing here what is you doing listen 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 okay If you follow me over on the Who Asked Me podcast page, you know a couple weeks ago I did some polls and those polls were scripted TV shows that I watch, um, mostly Netflix shows, I'm pretty sure, and that some of you watched, didn't watch. I was feeling a little judgment, but nevertheless, one of those shows was Outer Banks, okay? Now, pretty much most of you voted in my favor and they're like y'all were like yes that is a guilty pleasure of mine or just a pleasure i like the show some of y'all some of y'all was a little judgmental however by the end of this maybe maybe i'll change your mind okay so a little backstory they're in season two season one came out last year in the thick of quarantine And how I got to it was my fiance was like, hey, let's watch this show together. And honestly, I was like, um, okay. I don't know how many games of Uno we could play a day. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Generally, generally when my fiance recommends a show or a movie that we should watch and he's like, I think you'll like it. I don't like this shit. All right, now we can get together with the Marvel and stuff like that but uh, anything else our tastes are just different and it, it works that way okay but like I said the bar was in hell and then I started watching it and I was like oh this this show is good okay what the fuck so they just had the season two come out on Netflix on July 30th and when I tell you I breezed through that shit I finished it last night and my fiance is all the way behind and I have thoughts I need to get them out so I said you know what why the fuck not hop on and do a surprise episode all right I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing. This is a spur-of-the-moment thing. I know that much. However, I know that I need to get some things off my chest when it comes to this show because I will say this. This is very much a show that season one was, I don't want to call it generic. It was good. But it is a show that could have just, you know, stuck with the storyline that didn't kind of have, you know, metaphorically like, Things to do with real life and, and things like that, hidden messages. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. But the way that this season two storyline went and the how it tied into like current events in the state of the world now and how it's been in the past year since the season two came out, I was like, wow. Like, I was like this, I'm shocked. Okay, so before we get into like talking about it there might be some spoilers in here all right or there might not be i'm not trying to spoil the whole thing for everybody because i do want everybody to watch it because most importantly i need people to talk to about it um not just myself in my microphone (laughs) but i just want to warn people there may be spoilers in here i um don't i'm not a person that cares about spoilers but if you are and you plan on watching this show and you want to be completely shocked please don't keep listening as much as i want y'all's listenership please don't keep listening because don't get mad at me all right this is my warning now while i was pleasantly surprised by the um real life conversation storylines that intertwined in season two of outer banks i remember last year when i was just looking up random facts of the show and while it is called outer banks which takes place or which is an island in north carolina they actually filmed it um season one at least they were on location for a lot of it in season two in south carolina and why i read or why from what i read is because of some of the unfair unjust laws against LGBTQ plus youth in North Carolina. So I was like, oh, okay. So before I get into some of the other topics that I wanted to from this season, I feel, I feel like it is important for me to take y'all back, especially because I'm going to start off with my main annoyance from season two, which is one, the Sarah Cameron. All right. So I'm gonna jog it back a little bit. I'm gonna do a as fast as I can synopsis on season one so we can really, really, really understand this wavy haired, plumped lip love story that this show is pretty much surrounded around, okay? Okay. Now Lord knows this is a love story that is just full of dramatics, honey, my goodness. So I'm gonna get through it as fast as possible so I can talk about what I really wanna talk about. So season one, we meet John B. John B's dad, Big John Rutledge, lost at sea. John B doesn't think his dad is dead and neither do the rest of us. John B is a pogue. That's kid from the wrong side of the island. Air quotes because like, who do we actually wanna hang out is the pogues. They're loyal, they're cool very attractive for 17 year old boys but neither here nor there 17 year olds didn't look like that when i was 17 that's all i'm saying (sighs) ward cameron has a daughter sarah cameron she is a prissy miss and she's dating this guy with frosted tips who i personally cannot stand named topper however we will also get there later John B and uh, decides he's going to look for the gold that his father could not find. Along the way, he brings his friends, Pope, JJ, and Kiara. Kiara is my personal favorite character and Kiara and Sarah also have big beef. Again, we'll get there later. So John B starts sneaking around behind his friend's back to find this treasure and sparks up a flirtation with Sarah. Surprise, surprise, her frosted tip fucked boyfriend is not happy about that. They finally decide that they're going to be together and a wrench is thrown in it. Why? Because we find out that Ward actually killed Big John Rutledge. Yep. So Sarah Cameron's dad killed her boyfriend's dad. So we think. And honestly, was it a mistake Yes, but he did not make it any better by what he did following in season one or season two, to be honest. So not only do we have that, Sarah Cameron finds out that her dad is an actual piece of shit, as well as her brother, Rafe, who is, oh my God, scary, scary. All right. Fast forward a little bit. The kids find the gold. They lose the gold. They actually lose the gold to Ward, Sarah's dad surprise surprise when Sarah's dad finds out what she's been up to with her friends he pretty much tries to kidnap her along with their gold John B and Sarah have an unbreakable bond and he tries to save her while he tries to save her a cop comes a cop who actually I was a big fan of and I really hate that they did to her what they did to her again I'm going to try and not give as many spoilers here well I can't Rafe kills her so Sarah's dad is a killer Sarah's brother is a killer. John B., Sarah, Rafe, and Ward all saw Rafe kill Chef Peterkin. Now, John B. and Sarah run off. Then, surprise, surprise, who gets blamed for Chef Peterkin's? Sheriff Peterkin's murder is John B. So then, they have to run, all right? Now, while they're running, they escape via a hurricane and steal a boat and get turned over and get lost at sea, get saved by some... um, I don't want to call them fishermen, but boatmen, I'm really not hip when it comes to anything at the sea. I can't even swim, all right? And they find out once they've been rescued that they're going to the Bahamas, which is, shocker, where the gold is. Oh, like I said, I've missed a lot of things in there, but child, you are gonna have to watch it. I can't give you everything, all right? Now, since we are here, that is where season one ended. Let me tell you, where I was with Sarah Cameron by the end of season two child. Now when we start season two TBH Sarah and John B are as happy as two 16 year old presumed dead runaway fugitives looking for gold can be. You know they're sleeping on a roof they're extremely dirty extremely dirty and they're in love all right. So to fast forward this a little bit, where things really start getting complicated with them is you start to see Sarah having some reservations about her family, even though her dad's murder her, her brother's a bur- murderer. I mean, family is family, I guess. So when John B. and Sarah make their way back to Outer Banks, John B. gets arrested because duh, and he can't be there to save Sarah all the time. Now, Sarah has saved him too. I would like to put that out there. Now. No while John B is in jail Sarah's psycho brother Rafe tries to kill her shocker a murderer trying to murder again and thus she is saved by her frosted tipped fuck boy classist ex-boyfriend topper and when I tell you guys that I have never ever been able to not stand a fictional character so much as this kid, Topper. First of all, let's talk about his fucking hair really quick. When I say Frosted Tips, I really mean the 2021 version of Frosted Tips because it is very fucking obvious that this kid has brown hair. Like it's brown on the nape of his neck, but it's bottled blonde on top. Why? I don't know. I wanted to stop. He is so in love with the idea of Sarah and a lot of y'all may know that because there was a whole TikTok that went viral about it last year. If you don't know, look it up. He saved Sarah because John B's in jail and then, of course, Sarah starts to have some reservations about how her life can go back to normal. And you know what? It can't, Sarah, because at the end of the day, whether you're together with John B or not, your dad and your brother are still murderers. So, while we discover that Ward Cameron is going to confess he thinks up this whole plan and he blows himself up on a boat and while um that is very sad John B doesn't necessarily show too much emotion about it and Sarah is some for some reason shocked by this and this is where my issue really started to take place with her. Let us not forget your dad killed my dad Sarah and I'm speaking as if I'm John B here. So excuse the fuck out of me if I am not heartbroken about the person who left me an orphan and tried to put me in jail and pin multiple murders on me is now gone. Like girl what? She then proceeds to break up with John B and go spend the night at Topper's. and nothing happened okay because if you see John B and you see Topper the decision is very fucking easy there. Nevertheless Topper doesn't even give it half an episode before he starts with his normal classist bullshit. He's like, Sarah, of course you came back. You know, you belong with us. Those pogues don't know this. They have nothing. They're trash. They're this. And it's like, Sarah, Sarah, shut shut the fuck up, okay? How dare you disrespect everything, everything you and John B. have had. John B. and Sarah, as two fictional 17-year-olds, have gone through more than me and my fiance at 29 and 30. Like, I've definitely never been shot. I've definitely never died and he resuscitated me because that definitely happened. That was stressful five minutes of season two. But again, we'll get there. Actually, no, we won't. I'm just gonna leave that to y'all to watch yourselves. Anyways... While these two have been through a lot, you have to remember they're still 16, 17. So while they break up for half an episode, um, they're seen flirting at a bonfire, you know, very high schoolish, and they piss each other off. Now, I'm going to say again, me, my 16 year old self, if I lost John B, I would be acting beside myself, beside myself. Nevertheless, Sarah starts, you know, talking about how do you treat somebody that you love like that? Again, Sarah, your dad killed my dad. Excuse me if I'm not a puddle of emotion over it. I mean, for the love of God, while her brother is an actual psychopath and keeps killing people because he kills more people throughout this show, she has a little sister and a stepmom who, while is pretty evil, I do kind of respect kind of respect her and but we'll get there we'll get there all right you have other people john b has a house that i have no clue how he pays any of the bills for it's baffling to me but whatever he has the pokes but he has no blood family left why ding ding sarah's dad killed him I just don't know what she expected. And honestly, that's all I kept yelling at the television. Your dad killed my dad. Your brother tried to put me in jail. Your dad and your brother, actually. These people have literally tried to ruin my life multiple times over. And then you're not seeing why I'm not super upset about things. My goodness. And to add insult to injury, topper, just topper. guys, you have to see that boy. He is, I feel bad. I really feel bad because this is a fictional character, but like, I hate his face, and it's because of topper it's because of topper I'm sure he's a very nice man, but i mm, i can't I can't I mean, nevertheless, eventually Sarah comes to her senses and they reunite to make again the perfect floppy haired plump lip couple, but still, that was a really annoying, annoying two episodes out of season two for me and like she went from being one of my well like in my top five favorite characters of the show she shot down like straight to hell and then she just continued to do some stupid shit throughout the time like she kept insisting to go home back to um tanny hill and then just to get drugged and kidnapped by her family over again and then when she wakes up she's like what are you doing dad what are you doing rape you mean the killers the murders? you're gonna ask them what you're doing you keep putting yourself in their way just stick by john b i mean if my high school boyfriend looked like him (laughs) i wouldn't go anywhere else (sighs) huh but now that we've got the sarah cameron of it all out of the way i want to talk about two other things really quick one of those things being kiara's parents specifically her mom in season two now as I said earlier Kiara is one of my favorite characters on the show um and I think it's partly because I love the actress that plays her so much her name's Madison Bailey and she is so 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 cute um I can't wait to see what she does with her career I know she's in One of the episodes of the new American Horror Story, and if I liked scary shit, I would be all about it. However, I can't wait to see what else she does with her career so I can support her. Also, her and her girlfriend, so freaking adorable. The cutest couple ever. You can tell there's so much love between them. I just love to see it. Anyways, nevertheless, back to Kiara. So, as I said earlier, Kiara is technically a kook. She is well off. Her family lives on the figure eight side of the island. However, she's poke at heart we saw last season where her parents kind of gave some backstory her dad was technically a poke her mom was a kook they got together and had her and her mom says that she quote-unquote lost everything when they decided to i mean that sentence in itself is kind of problematic because girl what like what i'm assuming her parents cut her off when she fell in love with kiara's dad now Kiara's mom this season she said some things that were really 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 problematic to her daughter first and foremost I get it like your daughter's running around with these guys she's given school one of them's wanted for murder it looks bad I totally understand it looks terrible however they before we know John B and Sarah's um whereabouts in the show they're acting as if their daughter should not be upset uh, from losing a friend two friends in a tragic accident first and foremost secondly her mom threatens to send her off multiple times and I'm just like can can a conversation be had okay can a conversation be had and it all leads to a big blow-up fight that made me pause my television And if you don't know, I am black. My fiance is white. Our kids will be mixed. It made me pause my television and tell him if you ever talk to my child like that. And if you ever say some of the things that this woman has let come out of her mouth. Because listen, here's the thing. And it bothered me about her dad as well. Kiara is mixed. I don't know if I mentioned that. You know, her mom is like, you're running around with these pogues, these pogues, and saying it in disgust and kind of like immaturity, like she's still in a high school state of mind, which like the entire town is kind of like that, but like the way her mom is saying it is with such disdain, as if you technically aren't mar you aren't married and have a child with a pogue. I'm using air quotes there, okay. And the dad is just letting her say these things and not correcting her like, hey, but just so we're clear, this is where I come from. And we turned out just fine. It reeks of classism. Okay. And through this blowout fight. Now, again, I will say this being in between ages. Okay. I don't have kids at all. Um, I do understand what Kiara's mom is trying to communicate to her. And I understand also that like Kiara is like, I don't care about these things. It's like, girl, you you got some opportunities that a lot of people don't have. Okay, so you should take them. But also your mama should be listening to you a little bit more. I get that. However, however, at a point, her mom screams at her and tells her she's so sick of her and says, you want to live like a pogue? and throws her laundry out into the yard and says here's what it's like go live like a fucking poke and her dad says not a damn word and it is fucking confusing to me because again her mom's whole self-righteous attitude reeks of classism you the man you married okay that's where he's from that's part of your daughter all right and you guys have grown up like whilst you're judging these quote unquote pogues you married one and he seems to have got forgotten where the fuck he came from because he fails to correct you every time you're talking out the side of your neck all while kicking your teenage daughter out of the fucking house all right i was like now miss ma'am is beside herself it was ridiculous and then they threatened to send Kiara away to some boarding school like girl what I hope that they develop that story more throughout season three because it just it reeked it that was another thing that really 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 pissed me off on the screen because not my, not my baby wouldn't be throwing my baby's clothes out on the yard no ma'am which leads me into my personal favorite storyline of the season, I mean the show altogether it 's led up to a lot of this, um, which is the developing of the character of Pope um, again, I cannot stress enough how impressed I was with how they brought into the on screen the conversations that we 've been having in real life about black people in our history being you know glossed over, erased, changed, lied to um or lied about over time it it was really really good to watch and to be honest it might have some people who try and act like that things like that don't exist like black history hasn't been um fucked with and lied about for so long maybe some people who weren't Trying to listen to those conversations in their real life, they get it, and they are understanding more understanding of it now, and maybe you know are inclined to do some more research. But developing Pope, he is my one of my other favorite characters. He is more logical, he is the smartest one out of the bunch, he is level-headed, and again, I think he is just a sweet boy, even though he is not a real person, Pope, and (laughs) I don't know him. All right. I do like the actor that plays him, Jonathan Davis. However, this storyline had me yelling at the TV. Yes, Pope, get that shit, get them together, okay? I do not want to spoil it whatsoever, but it and it's so hard for me not to talk about and go into depth about because, like I said, while I just talked about all that other shit, is neither here nor there. This is my favorite storyline, and that's why I don't want to spoil it for you guys. <sighs> nevertheless if you are a person that has watched all of Outer Banks and you like me need somebody to talk to about it slide in my dms over at the who asked me podcast instagram page um if You are a person that was like, I'm not watching that show. It's about a whole bunch of teeny boppers running around an island. Maybe I've convinced you otherwise. Maybe. Okay. If you're one of those people, let me know too. If you're a person that's like, Giselle, why the fuck did you make this episode? Mind your damn business. All right. Mind your business. Because at the end of the day, this is my podcast. I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. However, I will be back on Tuesday with... A normal episode. I just wanted to hop on here and do a surprise one for you guys and talk about Outer Banks because I cannot lie. I love that damn show. I love watching them badass little kids run around the island. I can't help it. Alright. Season two ended with a really good cliffhanger. I I want them filming in the studio now. Clear everybody's calendar. Okay. Everybody's. Cause this shit is getting good. Alright. Like I said. If you want to talk about it, sign to my DMs over at at Who Asked Me Podcast. Um, Please don't forget, even though this isn't a regular episode, we still we still gonna do a little plug up in here. All right, don't forget, rate and review five stars, leave a little something cute on Apple Podcast so we can get my voice out here. Okay, and maybe maybe if there's something y'all want me to watch that's not reality TV. And hop on here and do a little surprise episode about it. I'll do it. All right. I will do it for y'all. Unless it's some scary shit. I really, I don't like it. Okay. The scariest thing I get into is like, I watched American Horror Story um, Coven. And I watched some of that with my eyes closed. All right. I'm not gonna lie. However, nevertheless, slide in my DMs. Let's have a conversation. I will talk to y'all tuesday with another regular episode with our recaps and our reality tv mess because lord knows it's gonna be a mess all right bye